Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Sports Fusion. I'm your host, Harm, holding it down as always. We have the genius called Rich. Introduce yourself to the people once again, as always. What's up, people? Now, um, we do do a sports show, right? Like, that's typically what we do here. Um, that's how we give it to you at the Sports Fusion pretty much every time we get a chance to record this podcast. Am I wrong here? That's kind of what it is? Yeah, yeah, you're just about right. Okay, so I'm just about right, so I'm not wrong here. No, you're not wrong. So, why do we have to talk about the president for? Because uh, he makes himself a relevant topic. Unfortunately, he does. And when you spill the president of the United States onto sports and your sports show, and you don't talk about this, then technically, what are you? Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, I kind of stumped yeah. you, didn't I? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> all all I right. All right, so um, we we never actually got a chance to talk about Kaepernick. Um, him kneeling down at for the national anthem. We haven't talked about it at all during this podcast because we kind of wanted to keep it sports related. However, even though that was sports related, I started feeling a type of way not explaining how we felt about him kneeling down in the first place. Um, his stance on equality and police brutality in this country and him kneeling down for justice and here's the interesting thing about this he did not get signed this year because he was the so-called distraction and now you seeing the entire nfl coming out and protesting against the national anthem against the flag against the beginning of the football game damn near every single franchise in the nfl did what Kaepernick did last year, but yet Kaepernick is still without a job. Now, doesn't this lead you to believe that they obviously were wrong about Kaepernick? Now, they meaning the coaches, the owners, the GMs, the scouts who tried to give these BS excuses how he couldn't play or he couldn't, he's going to be a distraction on the field, and yet the distraction, what he did bring to the NFL, which showed this week because El Presidente decided to talk out of his you know what because he couldn't he can't control himself. Unfortunately, leads you to have this this unity against the president of the United States. Basically, uh, I want to say against the president of the United States. I would I would say. Um, the unity was more uh, uh, against the demoralization of what the the kneeling um, stood for originally, and I I I hope that the message <laughs> um, that the message is sent in regards to the action that was taken, and and it's a clear message to me. I don't understand why a lot of people, especially I'm, I'm down here in the South, I'm, I'm in Florida, I, I don't understand why people 
take it as a disrespect to the flag. You know, um, it's so weird. It, it's, it's like they don't want to. They don't want to take. It's it's like they. It's strange because when you when you say when when somebody disagrees with that, it's it's like they don't take the time to understand what you're saying. They're just so into not agreeing with what he's doing. Well, it's not just that. It's they don't take the time to separate themselves from the mob. And if if the majority of their group or groups um says that this is a bad thing or a wrong thing, they don't have the balls to go against it and say no. There's some justification to this. I I, I don't see where people think logically about certain things. You know, we are a majority sports show. <laughs> in general we do talk mostly about sports but 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 let's be honest we're two young black men on the mic that's what we are we're we're, we're two young black men don't let the brooklyn accent fool you <laughs> you know um, you can take rich out of brooklyn but not the brooklyn out of rich exactly, i understand you can't take the brooklyn out of me uh, i'm out here kicking down fences and stuff but 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 the it's you, you gotta understand something a lot of these players, it's not about color. And I think I think that's where the president goes wrong. It's not about color. It's about demographics. And a lot of these young men and women, um, because uh, some female some some female sports are doing it too, um, especially from last year. We don't understand well, I'm not gonna say we, because I understand. I'm I'm from those neighborhoods where you're walking down the street minding your own business and anything can happen. Yeah, it's uh it, it's strange cuz the 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 thing that really um kind of gets to me is him disrespecting soldiers. Now, the reason why he started kneeling in the first place instead of sitting down I don't hear this often, but this is what he said after speaking to a veteran who told them he shouldn't sit, but he should kneel to represent the fallen soldiers because that's how it's shown respect for the fallen. That was his explanation for the kneeling because sitting down was showing a disrespect to the soldiers. And after speaking to veterans, that's what. They told him. So the veterans who are getting at Kaepernick, why are they doing that? That that's a that's another thing I can't understand. And full disclosure, Rich is also a veteran. <laughs> he feels this way. He understand? So it's not like you're coming from a place that you don't know how to fight for this country. You, you, you don't know about it. But there are veterans who agree with him and veterans who disagree with him. And that's your right. And that's everybody's right. Look, uh, uh, I'm going to just say this. Everybody has a right to agree and disagree, and that's what makes America great. They don't have to be, they don't have to follow this, this gentleman who is currently the president of the United States, and he, he is my president. I, I, I am a vet, and... I follow my my country's leadership, um, even though I'm I'm not currently active. That's what I've been trained to do. I, I follow my country's leadership. I will never disrespect 
the, the flag. I'll, I'll never disrespect this great nation. I'll, I'll never disrespect my president. That, that's just what it is. But I can disagree with them. You can disagree with them. People can disagree with Colin Kaepernick. But you, as long as it doesn't get out of control, meaning when I say out of control, meaning violent, and there's going to be other teams, um, other sports, other players, um, including um, non-professionals um, protesting, doing this. As long as nobody gets hurt, I'm okay with it. That's, that's the way it's supposed to be. But for some reason, well, I can't even say for some reason. Kaepernick lost his job over this. He's not in the NFL because he had a stand. Which is complete BS, by the way. Um, to be honest with you, um, well, here's the thing. When you see garbage quarterbacks on the field, and this guy went to two AFC, a, uh, NFC championship games, including a Super Bowl, and he can't get a camp invite, can't get a workout, that's a problem. And it's all over what every single team in this league did this week. Protested. But because he was a starter, he was labeled the NFL's racial slur, which is the, a distraction. Because once you're a distraction, nobody wants to touch you. More, excuse me, maybe it's not a racial slur, but it's more like a NFL STD. Nobody wants to go near you. Nobody wants to touch you because they're scared they're going to get it too. Because once you get that distraction word in there, it's over. Well, yeah. Just as you said, I've, um, and you've said this before, the, the, the NFL is a boys club. And if you if you go against the yeah. mom and the club, um, you you risk blackball. And to me, that's very high schoolish. It, it's it, it should be about wins. It should be about money. It should be about it should it should be about statistics. It it, it should be about a lot of things, but. It's not looking like it's a, It's about that until well, until it's Sunday. Sad. Until Sunday, and yeah. I respect the hell out of all those players on the field. Uh, I mean, you guys and, and and a lot of people might say, well, these guys are are millionaires and they have owners and the owners have businesses and they owe it to to America and they should stand up. And, yeah, yeah, they, again, we don't understand. And we, uh, some of us can't even relate to the things and the hard work it took to get there. To, to, that, to this point in their careers for them to make millions. And not all of them are millionaires. Some of us, some of them, they're, they're playing for a percentage of what the highest paid guy there is playing for. You know, um, they work hard. They didn't get there for free. They didn't get there because mommy and daddy were millionaires too. And they deserve a spot. No, some of those ex-players who have kids, some of them don't make it to the NFL. They don't go back. But but these guys, they work hard to get exactly where they need to be. And, and may I remind you, some of these guys that are in the NFL, they're not just football players. Some of them was in the military. Yeah. Yeah. And some actually agreed with the protest and some didn't. But the fact the the fact that you disagree with something shouldn't keep you out of the league when you're clearly better than other people. Exactly. 
Like, he's not worth the headache. That's what I've heard. He wanted more money. That's also what I've heard. He, <laughs> he's not good enough. <laughs> That's also what I've heard. We've heard this throughout the offseason as to why teams aren't looking at him. And it took, this is what it took from the president going after players in the league in the way that he did, calling them SOBs, saying kick him out the league if they protest. Basically telling them if they protest, you should kick them out. Why bother watching them? I mean, that's what it took for you to realize that Kaepernick was right all along. But you know what? At least, at the very least, they realize how dumb they were. Yeah. And there's a chance. I, I'm not sure if he's going to play this season without an injury at this point. But there's a chance that he's going to get signed next season because of what happened on of this weekend. And that is uh, that's at least a little bit of hope that you can hope for. So he wouldn't have his career thrown away just for some beliefs. Well, the brave go first. It happened to Ali. I mean, Ali, it was a little bit different because he chose not to fight well, that's in a, the military. That's, well, yeah, and, and also that's a different time. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not completely different time. Ali, but, yeah, I mean, but, but, the, uh, the, but obviously I said, it's not because Ali like did take a stronger stance because, like, yeah, I mean, he went to jail. <laughs> there's there's no there's no stronger stance you could take as a celebrity going to jail. Yeah. So I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put Colin Kaepernick on the pedestal of Ali and King, but but I'll tell you what, he went first. Yeah. He went first. He pretty much um gave up his career for something that was dear to him and close and look, I, I, I don't know the truth the, the real facts. I've never spoken to Colin Kaepernick a day in my life. I've, I've never done, I haven't done any thorough research, um, which I probably should. But I You mean on Kaepernick he, himself? On Kaepernick himself. Um, well, I mean, but, I, well I know, before you finish that thought. About him, you know, uh, but, okay. but, but, but my point is, I don't, I don't know the reasons why he started. I can read the reasons why, but Behind closed doors. Okay, I, I see know, what you're saying. Maybe, maybe he can have alternative reasons to, to why he's doing it. You know. Okay, I see what you're saying because what I was going to fill in a little bit is uh, the fact that he grew up with white parents that wasn't his own parents because his mother gave him up for adoption because she felt like she couldn't. Um, yeah, she his, couldn't raise him. And his real mama is still a donkey. I mean, but but <laughs> but but I mean. <laughs> It, it, well, it is what it is. it's it's a it's a little you know? sadder story than that, no, but we'll leave no it at that. Story. I already read exactly what she said about him. And okay. If my mama said that about me too. She a donkey. But but at the same time, it, it's it, it's all right. Um. But but anyways, I don't know what the real reasoning behind what he's doing. If if he has a more nefarious plan, but it doesn't seem that way to me. And I'm gonna assume the the better. And the best, and I hope this works. Well, sometimes, works. sometimes good things happen indirectly, yeah. and it happens for the good. Sometimes it happens for the bad. Yeah. Where your heart is, okay. eventually, should lead you to the place where you need to be. And 
Kaepernick may never get a chance again, which will be even a bigger indictment on the NFL. And I wonder if the NFL realizes that the numbers have been going down. The ratings have been going down since 2009, and they may have lost a generation completely. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to get it back. But what we will do here is um, we'll close on this topic for now, and we'll get to some updates going on around sports and outside of this one issue. Which is, everybody who knows me knows I'm a suffering, pathetic, need some mental health, need some therapy, needs a hug, need, <laughs> needs to go, <laughs> needs some holy water. Needs to be a Stop. Need. <laughs> knows that I'm a pathetic Knicks fan for years. And they finally traded Carmelo Anthony after months of... Knowing that he no longer wanted to be a part of this franchise after his personal life that was keeping him in New York at the present time is no longer an issue of him staying in New York. And I'm not going to go further into that, but, you know, (sighs) I can't I can't blame Melo for the Melo years, to be honest with you. You can't blame I Mello can't for do what? I can't blame Melo for the mellow years that he had in New York. Well, it wasn't it wasn't bad years. Um, he he had a few years in the playoffs. He had um, he had what what what, what didn't he win the scoring title one year? In- uh, I think he did the year yeah, did. they made it to the second round, and yeah. he was he was in the conversation of MVP that year. Yeah. He had some good years with New York, and I'm not going to fault Melo. I'm not going to fault Melo. I am going to fault Phil. I am going to fault Dolan um, for... Well, it's Dolan 1. It's Phil Jackson was the complete nail in the coffin. Yeah. I really hope that they do get it together. But let's be honest here. To to be completely honest with you, the truth is here, the Knicks really need... um, They really need Dolan... To unfortunately not exist anymore. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know what to say here because, like, Dolan is the type of guy that I would love to work for if Dolan trusted me 100% because he is extremely loyal to the people he trusts. Oh, yeah. But if he don't trust you, even if you're doing a good job and if you're not fully submitting to his needs, then you're gone no matter how good you are. That's the problem that's the problem with Dolan. He stuck on to Isaiah Thomas way longer than anyone wanted him to. He kept Phil Jackson longer than he needed to, even though it was only three years and he changed his mind. Um the problem with him is he just did not know how to get out of his own way, and even though he's doing a better job of that now. Uh, the reputation, the reputation of the Knicks is so poor that even if they clear their books, clear their cap, you can't get free agents here anymore. The thing is, you were able to attract people to New York because it was New York, but there's another team in New York, even though they're in Brooklyn. I mean, it's still in New York City, um, and the Brooklyn Nets—they're not really great right now at all, but. 
at the same time, um, you're not people are not going for the city. They're going for their situation. So at that at that point, you have to look and say to yourself, well, how is this Knicks team going to get better? One, the only way you have to do it is how the small market teams are doing it with drafts and with um, trading for these guys. And when you trade for these guys, you have to put a good team around them and convince them to stay. Like with the Knicks, they were they were terrible for over a decade after Patrick Ewing got traded from the team. Then Amari Sotomayor had crippled knees and came to join the team. Then during that during the season, Carmelo got traded to the team to help out the Knicks a little bit. He's from New York. He liked the Mari Stoudemire. They figured, okay, we're going to bring build a team here and it's going to work out. Couple things happened. One, Carmelo came over instead came over in a trade instead of coming over in the offseason, which caused the Knicks to trade a couple of players for him. Now, I am on the record saying that those players wouldn't have helped much anyway because you traded Felton, you traded um, Wilson Chandler, you traded Danilo Gallinari, you traded Timothy Mozgov, all for Carmelo Anthony and some draft picks. We understand that. However, Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari, and Raymond Felton weren't going to play for this team because Chauncey Billups was also in the trade with J.R. Smith. Which is better. Better than what you had. Say what you want about J.R. Smith. The talent is there. The brain isn't always. Chauncey Billups got a raw deal in New York because he was an actual decent point guard. And when Melo had Chauncey Billups with him, he got him the furthest in his career to the Western Conference Finals. Because Melo can play with a great point guard. And the farthest he got with the Knicks is when he actually had a point guard that he respected in Jason Kidd. And Raymond Felton actually came back in the deal. So when people tell me that they traded half their team, oh, they traded half the team, they were doing good, they were, their chemistry was flowing, blah, 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 yada, 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 yada. But you weren't doing nothing with that team. So you brought Melo for a chance at greatness. It didn't work out, but that's what happened. And then a couple of years later, um, you ended up having... You ended up having Mike Woodson take over the team. Well, no, actually, they did that when they got to the playoffs. And they had a good nucleus. But then Amari Stoudemire kept getting injured. He started punching, like, fire extinguishers. He started, like, doing trick dunks and hurting his back in the playoffs. Chauncey Billups hurt himself in the Boston playoffs the first year. Then they... Then they... Amnesty, Chauncey Billups assigned Tyson Chandler. They got a center, but they never replaced... Chauncey Billups fully, so they never really got a point guard after that. Then the only other point guard that they had was Jeremy Lin, and he got hurt as soon as Melo was coming back. So they only really played seven games together. And then he, you know, Jeremy Lin was all right, as you see now. He's just an okay, decent point guard. He's not really that great of a player, but he's a decent role player. So I can't blame Melo for those moves. And this was before Phil Jackson. Um, when Phil Jackson actually came to the team, we were all thinking, hmm, maybe Phil Jackson will try. But this mofo didn't even pretend to try. He kept doing things and ruining the franchise. 
And all that we're supposed to blame on Melo because, oh, Melo doesn't pass the ball. Oh, Melo doesn't make his teammates better. Oh, when you give people chicken, you know what? He's not a magician. Well, to me, the worst offense that Melo created against Phil Jackson was refusing to run the triangle. And he didn't want to run the triangle. And the majority of the team also didn't want to run the triangle. But but Melo Melo being the leader, um, should the team would have fall, the team would have fell in line if he said he wanted to run it. Um, I don't even think that was the issue. I mean, they they tried running the triangle; it wasn't working. So that's why they wanted to try something else. And when right. they tried something else, that was working. And then they were forced to use the triangle by Phil Jackson. Right. Um, and well, that's when broke the morale of the team last year. Well, ding dong, Melo's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't like I don't I can never blame Melo for this mess. Um, blaming him for the trade, that's just not being a knowledgeable basketball person. Right. That's you, just being a know, fan, seeing seeing what's going on and you're just like, Oh, they traded half the team and the team is me? gonna be broken if they traded him. You know what gets me? For about a month now, the media has been reporting that Melo refuses to waive his no-trade clause, except for, to, except to um, Houston, which obviously we see this isn't true, you know. <laughs> um, I think and, he gave in. Be honest with you. Uh, well, well, that and he wasn't going to report to training camp on Monday. He said, "Nah, I'm not going to report." So they had to trade him. Um, before Monday, otherwise they wouldn't have any real leverage um, to 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 gain any type of quality players from any team that he probably or probably not trade his um, um, waive his no trade clause to. Um, yeah, I mean, we kind of saw this coming because really and truly the Knicks they haven't spoken to Houston once, and that's because. Houston didn't really have any pieces to give the Knicks that the Knicks wanted. The Knicks were adamant. They're like, we're not taking Ryan Anderson. He's not that great. We're not putting that money on our books. Find something else to happen. The only thing that I can really blame Melo on is the fact that you decided to waive this now, right before training camp was happening. And the fact that we, well, I can't say we because I'm not part of the Knicks uh, organization, but Knicks fans were hoping once they realized Kyrie wanted out of Cleveland and the Knicks wanted to get rid of Carmelo because Carmelo didn't want to stay. Hmm. That was a match made in heaven. Get rid of one guy that don't want to be here for another guy that don't want to be here and let him play with his friend. But he was so adamant about Houston that Kyrie was just staying there and Boston went overly aggressive and a bunch of pieces and see what worked and see what we will do to get Kyrie Irving. So they used the pieces that they would have traded for uh, Paul George or they would have traded for Jimmy Butler and they used it to get Kyrie Irving. Not all of them, but they used the most important piece, which was the Brooklyn Nets uh, potential number one draft pick overall. They sent that to Cleveland as long along with their best player at the time, Isaiah Thomas, who was hurt. Now, that's a better deal that you could have gotten for Melo. But if that deal was on the table before, 
before Boston got their hands on Kyrie Irving, then I think the Knicks might have had a shot because Kyrie was willing to come to New York. But I mean, he but, eventually said that Cleveland was on his list. But that's terrible. You could have like the Knicks could have had Kyrie Irving in New York, but Melo still wanted to go to Houston. That's the only thing that I'm pissed about Melo for. Again, Nothing else in New York. I can't get. I can't get mad at him for again. But that's all being reported. It, it's not. It, it's not set in stone. I mean, but nothing is really true. set in stone. Yeah, we don't know if that's true. A lot of these reports could have been to make Melo look like the bad guy. Well, I don't think. I don't think Melo is technically a bad guy here. Uh, like, cause, like, I've said this before. Being a Knicks fan. Is being an abused victim. Well, you you have mental stress because of this basketball team. If you love the Knicks, you have mental stress. Period. There is no other way around it. You cannot be a Knicks fan and not have mental stress. The two do not go together. It's not humanly possible. Otherwise, you were never a fan to begin with. And if you decide not to be a fan anymore i understand because the mental stress will drive you insane and don't give me this damn loyalty talking about oh you gotta be loyal you gotta stay with this team and do what man hit me back up when you're doing something (laughs) they've been terrible for this long hit me back up when you're doing something who brooklyn the new york knicks well what do you think of the new pieces how do they fit well, if you're talking about the Newports and the two packs of cigarettes that the, <laughs> the two packs of gum that you got for Carmelo Anthony, um, listen, they 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 got a second round pick. Whoop de doo. This ain't football Chicago. where that's useful. You got yes, I know a Chicago second round. Yeah, pick. Chicago second round pick. It's not bad, but. Is it really because there's so many terrible teams in the East? Like, does it really matter? It's a second round pick. It's not a first round pick. That's one. Okay. You got Doug McDermott. Eh. Okay. He's a shooter. He's not really that consistent. Obviously, he can't play defense much. But really and truly, the piece that is noteworthy is Ennis Cantor. So, with Cantor, um, he's a scorer. He can't really play defense much. But what's terrible, and this really epitomizes what the Knicks are and have been. They get pieces that don't necessarily fit together. With Porzingis. How is he supposed to be on the floor with Porzingis? They're both seven-footers. They both like to score. They both occupy the same space. Canner was trying to stay in the corner and shoot threes. Um, unless Porzingis becomes Kevin Durant himself and becomes the main ball handler, how the hell is that going to work? Well, you do have Frank Pelikino. And... <laughs> this was scared little Frank who came out and said, I have a lot of weakness. I got to strengthen myself. That guy? Yeah. That guy? That guy? That guy. But, <laughs> oh, um, my God. The money makes sense for the Knicks. They... They, they they traded for depth. They they got Doug McDermott, 
who's a pretty decent shooter. Um, Yay, who's been traded three times the past eight months. Yeah, he's he's a he's a he's a poor 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 man, JJ Reddick. He's not. He's more uh, of a homeless man's yeah, yeah, JJ Reddick. But, yeah. but and Enos Cantor. But you know what? Um, and they they refused Ryan Anderson from the Houston Rockets, which I understand because they wanted his contract off the books, or they wanted a player whose contracts was going to be off the books, but um, 2019, um, I think, if I'm not correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the year that um, Porzingis would be eligible for a new contract. So they didn't want Ryan Anderson's contract on the book. Um, Enos Cantor also has... Well, the Knicks will end up... The Knicks will match any qualifying offer as long as he stays healthy. Oh, yeah. So, Porzingis is going to probably be the highest paid player in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Knicks are going to match any offer that's sent to them, so... Well, well, yeah. Well, yeah. But also, Enos Cantor does have the trade kicker, which he didn't waive. So... so Why the hell would he waive that? If Bello waived his $8 million trade kicker, but... But Enos did not waive his $2.6 million trade kicker. Um, so he will be getting paid 20 mil. And that does hit against the cap. Um, Hooray. And, and then next year, he also gets paid 18 mil. And that's Hooray. probably his final year as a Nick. Um, probably. I see it like this. Enes Cantor can help a championship level team to a certain degree. He ain't helping the Knicks. Knicks need to re- Knicks are at least at least here's the thing about the Knicks. At least you're rebuilding. At least you have a clear path to rebuilding. However, you got you only got one first round pick. And the Celtics have more first round picks than you, and they've mastered the level of rebuild mode. Because they got a ton of picks and they're they were first place in the East and they got Kyrie Irving. And Gordon Hayward. And Jalen Strong. And Jason Tatum. Those are four young dudes that, you know, could lead your team for the next couple of years. Plus, you got more draft picks. So, they building it the way you're supposed to. I don't think you could build it any better than that. With Boston? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Boston is a clear example of how you should rebuild a basketball team. Yeah, unlike the Sixers who took 20 years to do it by... Tanking and getting picks and tanking and figuring that out like 50 fix 50 50 with picks. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I actually like the Sixers better than I like, I like them the, too. I, I like the Sixers better than I like the way Cleveland tried to do it post LeBron because they got well, Cleveland don't know what they're doing without LeBron. They got one out of four draft picks, correct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyrie was the only one and he Kyrie didn't even stay. Kyrie was the only one. <laughs> He didn't even stay. Out the league. Um, Dion, what, what, what's his name? Waiters. The Miami Heat. Yeah, Dion Waiters. Waiters. He's actually a decent player, but he's, he's a decent player on a on a team that has a genius coach. Well, he was always a decent player. He was a decent player in OKC coming off the bench. Um, right. a decent. Like he he's he's decent, and with with a coach. That has a brain and an organization that has a brain is a beautiful thing. He was all right. He was all right. And they and they got um Andrew Wiggins and Tristan Thompson. So I mean Tristan Thompson is not a superstar in my eyes. Not an, even an all star in my eyes. But, 
whatever. But um, yeah, yeah. But 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 they 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 got it right with Andrew Wiggins right before LeBron came, and then they let him go for Kevin Love. So so I I don't trust. I'm still not sure if that's the right move. Yeah, I'm not even sure though they either. got a ring out of it, I'm not sure if that's the right move. I'm not sure either, but I I still don't trust the GM's capability of choosing a high first round pick. That's why <laughs> me, I think that pick is a waste. They should probably just flip that pick and for something else, right? Yeah. You know what? That I was thinking that too. That they should probably flip that pick and get them something that they could use because yeah. they won't. Then they might not use it correctly. Yeah, they're not gonna um, use it correctly. Yeah, but anyway, um, to get back to to get back to Melo, um, what's OKC gonna do this year coming up? Cause I think they may be a little better than Houston. Um, I'm not sure they could beat the Spurs, and I'm pretty damn sure they don't have that much of a chance against the Warriors. I think they're a more rounded basketball team. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong; they're better. I, I get it. No, they're no, no. they're they're immensely better. I I think they're a little bit more rounded. Um, Anthony Anthony is a better rebounder. He's a very good rebounder actually, and and he's a hell of a sharpshooter. He's gonna round out that front line. My only issue is, will either Carmelo Anthony or Paul George allow for Billy Donovan to trim down their minutes to allow them to play? With the second team because the second team don't have scorers. Enos Cantor was actually the scorer for the second team, and yeah, he when was. Russell Westbrook is not on that court, they're terrible. So they're gonna need a catalyst to help alleviate some of the pressure off Russ. Well, they they clearly did that when they went out and they got um, when they got a uh, PG thirteen for peanuts, right? <laughs> for basically like Victor Aladipo and another piece. Yeah, peanuts. I'm like, yeah, peanuts. Peanuts. And then you went and you got Carmelo Anthony for eh, a nut. Something on your bench. To <laughs> 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 say it lightly. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, you know, uh, I, I still don't think like this NBA season. The off season was great. For for the moves that happened, and it was a little spicy, and you didn't even think about like Dwayne Wade is not even Dwayne Wade is just out there, and there's a chance that OKC might come out there and take him. If they do that, I mean that's going to be quite a compelling losing series against the Warriors. Yeah, quite compelling losing series. But make no mistake about it, there's still no team after the Warriors decided. They're going to keep all their players, re-sign everybody. KD didn't even have to uh, leave money on the table, but he decided to, to help out the team. And guess what? Everybody. They kept the Gudala. <laughs> I mean, they kept their centers. They kept most of their bench. They kept Durant. I mean, obviously they were going to keep Durant and they were going to keep Curry, so... I mean, my goodness. Whew. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like that, if you put that team and you give them more time to gel together, and Kevin Durant was already the perfect piece to fit, there's, there's nothing you could do. 
you could sit there, you could be a fan, you could be excited, but at the end of the day, if you have to be a realist, you ain't winning nothing. <laughs> Unless your name is Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. <laughs> like you have to hope for injuries. That's it. That's true. You 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 are gonna have to hope for injuries. Well well we discussed this um before. Um the the Warriors have youth. They do? And that's what's working for them. I mean, but their their youth ain't all that young because Curry's gonna be thirty. Um Kevin Durant's starting to get up there in age. So they got another two, three year window of killing the league. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, but that's still two or three years. That's that's a long time. That is you, you, you that win is. you win three championships back to back to back. You're talking about the Chicago Bulls. You know, and yeah. the that 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 was an an error and a half. If Curry like, was able to be healthy, if Curry was healthy, if Bogut was healthy, man. You mean Curry? Yeah, Curry. Yeah. 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 If Curry, if Curry stays healthy, if um, well, Iguodala's gonna come off the bench anyway. If Durant stays healthy and they're they're refreshed in the playoffs and they're ready to roll, yeah. Huh, yeah. Yeah. They're gonna be tough to beat. But to me, OKC is one player away from actually competing toe to toe with them. I think they're I think they're about two, but we'll see. They might be two? they might be two. If Wade joins there, they would they would need a point guard. They would definitely. Well, well that's, you know well, what? That rough. they need somebody to move that ball more. If Russell Westbrook. Decides, you know what? I'm passing this ball around. I'm sharing this ball. Everybody's going to get involved. Everybody's going to eat. Even though he was doing that with 10 assists, it was the most aggressive assist that you've ever seen in your life <laughs> with Russell. But even with those assists, I mean, you got to you gotta keep that ball moving all the time and move it over and over and all around the court. I'm not saying it's impossible with Russ, but everybody... All, the three of those dudes all have to adjust their game. The one who has to do the least adjusting is Paul George. Melo, second least adjusting. Uh, Russ, to me, the most adjusting. I, I, I tell you what, I almost, I, I kind of disagree with you. I think it's going to be flip-flop. I think Paul George has to do the most adjusting. Only because he's the he's the youngest and the most able. Um, even though I, I I think Russell is younger than Paul, I think he is. But 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 Paul yeah. has to do the most adjusting. Only because that second team, if they don't get anybody else to lead them, I think Paul George's numbers as a starter is probably going to decrease, and he's going to be asked to lead that. I think, team. I so think that, because. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think it's I think it's mellow because of his age. But continue. You think it's mellow because of what? His age, his because age, he's the of older. Course. Yeah, because, because he's, he's the older sta- statesman. So, but but that means his minutes is going to be more closely managed. So he's not going to be really asked to to adjust anything. The biggest adjustment for Mello is the fact that instead of playing the San Antonio Spurs, the Golden State Warriors. The Houston Rockets, the LA Clippers, well, not the LA Clippers, anymore, not no but more. The, but, but the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> instead of being asked to play them twice a year, he he has to play them four times now. So now, 
more is being asked of him to perform against. Maybe so is Paul George because he's moved from the team. east to the west too. Yeah, and Paul George also against stronger teams. Um, I don't see a, a, a dip in, in Westbrook's numbers. He might not win MVP. He might not be Mr. Triple Double this year. But and and I'm not saying on the assist side of the ball, on the rebound side of the ball, he might not be Mr. Triple Double this year. Um, right. But he's gonna get more assists. Ah. Uh, he's gonna get more assists. I hope he gets more assists. Yeah. I'm I'm he'll, hoping he'll I'm hoping assist. he gets more assists. He'll have the assist numbers and for all the But his usage rate playing, was playing his, um, fantasy basketball. Yeah, but his usage rate last year was the most in NBA history. Like the most. And that's even more than Kobe was during the Kobe years. So like I I <laughs> I mean that's going to be hard to do. But well, um anyway, I like well, last, go ahead. Well, last year Anthony's field goal rate was effective. It was what? 58.6 on catch and shoot jumpers and that's what he's going to be faced with a whole lot in OKC so imagine him catching ball catching the ball from um Westbrook on the perimeter at 58 almost 60 percent hit rate yeah yeah if 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 those numbers um continue like that in that trend I could definitely see an uptake in Russell Westbrook's um assist numbers right well, I'm I'm hoping for that because it will be better for the league. Even though I don't see a chance of them beating the Warriors, but that's cool. I don't um, see a chance of them beating the Warriors either. But at the same time, they're the closest team that can. The closest, other than the Spurs. Um, I guess we'll wait to find out when the regular season starts in a couple of weeks here, which is now starting earlier than usual because everybody wanted rest, which makes sense to everybody else. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, folks, we appreciate it. Um, we'll get we'll get back to another fantasy football episode pretty soon here. But um, if you want to get a chance, hit us up on Twitter at the Sports Fusion. Um, you can also listen to this fine podcast on SoundCloud, on Google Play, on iTunes. And this is Harm going out of our element a little bit. But we felt like we had no choice in this matter. And if that happens again, we'll just come on and do the same thing like we always do. But I'm your host, Harm, holding it down as always. The genius. Take care, people. Peace.